0: Today on the Whatsoever Things Show, we have special guest Rick Stagg. Rick shares with us how he came to OAG, some great stories about his time working with Royal Rangers, and fart powder. It's another great show, so hang on. Here we go. Well, hey there, everyone. Welcome to the Whatsoever Things Show, a podcast designed to stimulate your mind, tickle your funny bone, and encourage your faith.
1: Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things.
0: This is the Whatsoever Things Show, recorded on September 20th, 2021. He didn't have any big boy pants.
2: Welcome to another episode of the Whatsoever Things Podcast Show, as Daniel says. Show is what he puts on. Is it a show or a podcast? we'll let the people decide
3: sure, well, we, we report you decide and so
2: today we have uh um josh and thomas on the hot seat they have a former commander of the royal rangers here my uh, seat's
3: only lukewarm i just for the record
2: okay <laughs> we'll see It's neither hot nor cold we have the very infamous uh mr rick stag joining us today Ooh. hello mr rick how are you today? Yeah, I'm I'm thrilled to be here. I okay. Really am yeah. As I stated before, we That's do not good. regularly meet in this room. We have a secret location. I know. But if we showed that secret location, we feel that you would stop by more I, often than I, not. I probably would because no, I love If you walk talk. by that door and you happen to see us in here, we're not really doing what okay. we're doing. Okay. All right. Okay.
4: I'll I'll try to remember okay, that no. Glad
2: right. to have you here. Uh, Mr. Rick is a longtime member of Oxford Assembly of God. Uh, previous building. Yep. New, old schoolhouse, yep. current church building. Uh, you volunteer with the walk, correct? Or have volunteered yep. with the walk? Sit you the volunteer walk. with the Rural Rangers, right. right? You do the. Do you do any of the men's, the Omega, any of the trips? Um, yeah, you do oh, the. Um, yeah,
4: I do the Omega. I've gone on a couple of mission trips and yes. I really Teen enjoyed Challenge. it. Went to Teen Challenge Teen in Georgia. Challenge. Yes. It was awesome. Did you ever go to uh, Abaco? No, I I I was working. First, when it started, and then I just can't take the heat or yeah, well, okay. So, okay, I kind of ducked out of that. But yes. the Georgia one, particularly when we went in the fall, yes, it really worked, worked out great. So, his
0: okay. whole family's been
4: to Abaco, yeah, yes. everybody but me. He sent, re- he sent representatives, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I sent representatives, yeah. And Nick, Nick loves the fish down there too. And it's yes. his, his free half hour, he gets, mm-hmm. hey, like one too. yeah, yes. yeah, he does. Um, you've raised two
2: boys in this church one still attends here yep. the other lives out of the area right you have grandkids children that come here right so the way we'd like to start off our interviews is give us some background on how you ended up at oxford assembly of god church go way back rick okay way
4: back uh we came up here on a wagon train <laughs> and <laughs> and we had the ford the river yes <laughs> and and of course, the Seminoles were very active. Oh, yes. We had to be That's careful the about them. Mm-hmm. You know, they careful. haven't
1: been active lately. <laughs> yeah,
4: so, not, not really. Not really. <laughs> hey, we have a statue that says undefeated. That, that was a good one. I like that. All right. But seriously, so defeated, I, I came oh. up here in about 83 from South Florida. Uh, I was, and my family was, what you would call a good people, good person. Uh, I'd had some exposure when I was younger with. A, Oh, Sunday school. Mm -hmm. One of the neighbors took me. Uh, My father was in the horse business for years, and Saturday and Sunday was our busiest day. So, you know, the day we had off was a Monday. So I never had that much of an opportunity to get church, let's say. And I came up here and uh, moved out in the woods. People in downtown Oxford, one to know why I lived way out in the woods. And uh, our boys went to school and Daniel, my oldest, his Sunday school teacher invited my wife and the family to come up to this church. We had just purchased the property and to play a young adult volleyball. Hmm. And it was on Friday nights. So I came up and, and we had a rousing game of volleyball about minute, young, adult? young adults? Young adults. That was, was a what long we were talking about. It was. It was a real long time <laughs> it ago. Was it a leather ball? What, what was it? <laughs> we had a wooden ball. Okay, wooden yeah, ball. okay. Yeah. <laughs> still got the splinters? Yeah, still got the splinters. So about the second week going home, I said to my wife Terry, I said, You know that guy that's leaping after the ball and rolling around in the ground and just tearing around the field. I said, that's our pastor. That's Pastor Darrell. And she said, yeah, I know. So that was my first real introduction to to Oxford. And from the the volleyball game, I got to know some of the different people, the Driggers in particular. That was one of the founding families. And uh, from coming up and playing volleyball, uh, the boys got invited to this... Ranger program which I had no idea what a Ranger was and then somebody told me it was like the Cub Scouts I said okay you know that would be good so I remember the first Wednesday night I came up after work and you know the two boys went into this Ranger room you know and I said to my wife I said you know I want to know what the boys are doing you know just as they're my kids I want to I want to know who's doing what and what they're doing <clears throat> Excuse me. So I walk into the ranger room, and here's this giant guy, Frank Franklin, hmm. who must have been six foot six, and Rocky Smelter, who was barely five foot, <laughs> and he was big, white beard. And just the first thing he said was, Hi, brother, good to see you in here. And 20 plus years later, I was. Still hanging in Rangers. And and we did campouts and all kinds of stuff. Uh, The first campout that really sticks in my mind, I think that was in 87, I believe. It was a roundup. And we had somewhere along the line, they had bought two squad tents. And Oxford was kind of the... Oh, I don't want to say outcasts, but we were kind of the ones on the other side of the railroad track. Wildwood had the fancy church. <laughs> they had the money, and we were kind of the poor relative. <laughs> so, you know, we always had kind of a, a, a wilder group, you might say. <laughs> so here we are in this camp out. The boys are pretty good, but they're boys. You know, you got to expect they're burning off some steam. So they all get in their tent at night, and this giant uproar starts. Well, when you have 10 or 12 boys in one tent, and everybody's screaming that somebody else did something, how do you possibly sort out who did what, who's at fault, who's innocent? So we we got through that, and I told Rocky, I said, Rocky, I said, we need to find or get smaller tents where we can put two or three boys in a tent, and then we start to have some control. You know, so we had some fundraisers with car washes and a couple people donated, and we came up with a three-man tents for everybody, and it it worked out great. You know, so that was just one of the yeah one of the ropes we went through. It was a very uh, learning experience for me. I I taught horseback riding and uh, did a lot of teaching, so I used a lot of that. But we had some wild boys. You used whips and spurs yeah, whips on yeah, whips <laughs> and spurs Yeah, whips and spurs. Like Cuban one. Sometimes we'd tie them behind the truck and make them run, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. we talked talking about the boys and the horses. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes he so, he but, said he used those techniques. So yeah, asking, those techniques. Yeah, right. <laughs> if,
3: if we just take you back, though, have you, were you raised in church as a kid? Or is this something no. you said? So did you the have only a moment? Ex- the
4: only experience I had was I remember a neighbor periodically taken me to Sunday school at their church on a Sunday when I was home. Uh, You know, I I have memories of a couple things here or there, but nothing, uh, that's what I said I would be, I I would consider myself a good person, but I wasn't churched, you know. Uh, My father had a real strong set of values and morals, but again, he wasn't churched. So uh, he had a lot of issues. He went. He was in World War Two, and his issues were: uh, if there's a God, how could you allow me to go through the things that mm. I've seen and done? You know. Mm-hmm. So he, and it took him many years to kind of get over that. You know? But anyway, that was yeah. my, my start, and I came up here, and I was uh, and and I remember Miss Miss Johnny May come up and said, "How are you, brother?" and it was like i'm not her brother you know, it was like a shock you know yeah. <laughs> and i i kind of stepped back a minute you know and it took me a little while to understand and and and, and get the feeling now i'm one of the gang you know? yeah. <laughs> now i'm probably the one that comes up and says that yeah. You know? <laughs> else off. Yeah, yeah so it, it's been a real journey i've watched my my boys grow up in the church. I've, I've watched the influence that our church, which is a very, uh, let's just say we have a heart for youth. Uh, and I've seen it for years and years and years. We have invested our time and our love and our energies into our, our, our children, our, mm-hmm. our youth. Mm-hmm. And, and all I'll say is our children are our future. And if we don't put the time into them, we don't have a future.
2: Mm-hmm. So, and one of your sons helps out on Wednesday nights. With, yeah, and, with, and my, with my one and son your, is is and a his ranger wife leader. Daughter in law does too. And, right.
4: Yeah. So it it's it's what's really a blessing to me is seeing it being passed down from generation to generation, and well, you need
2: to get on them because we had a
4: young adult volleyball game the other night, and they Whoa. didn't show up. They didn't show no, up. so we were upset. <laughs> That's right. They did. I don't know what I'm going to do with we them. We still you know?
2: do the young adult volleyball game. As long as, as long as they call it that, I'll keep going. Okay. Well, <laughs> I was
0: about to ask why you were involved.
4: Yeah, <laughs> you know, no, <laughs> it gets to kind of be a pride thing. You, know? you know. just don't want to change. Yeah. You know? Even when you get gray, you yes. still hang in there. you know? I was and, a
0: young adult when I got here. Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> not anymore so josh or thomas
2: do you have anything i i've got a whole spiel to say but Go i'll let you it. guys yeah, start you well, well no it's just so i got um i got roped in i mean i got i got the luck i was able to start working in rangers and he I didn't know. He he say that first? I was Did he, doing it. It, was a, it was a. I, I think
4: he was drafted, but that's <laughs> yeah. all right. It was based off his horse riding back <laughs> But the problem was he <laughs> married into the Drigger family so and that's there true. was no choice. You know, yeah, he, he had to
2: do it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they had this thing called Pow Wow, this big camp out. And we were. And I took a. a I had a bunch of people going and Mr. Rick uh, offered to cook. Okay. Yes. And uh, to be the cook for Pow Wow. And so. And um, I was thinking a lot easier, quicker menu than what Mister Rick has, and his and he everything's cooked over the fire. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Give an example,
3: Rick, of that menu you would have to
4: do All right. It it, first off, let me go back and lay the groundwork. Yeah, there we go. I mean, you know, we we just can't hit the main point. You got to build up to it. (laughs) The whole purpose to me of having the roundups, the campouts is to teach field craft cooking anything cleaning. like this cleaning responsibilities pot, pot, yeah. uh, so if you go down there and and everybody has hot dogs you know what you could do that at home you know you could take the hot dog and, and stick it over your charcoal burner and or stick it in your microwave that's not cooking you know it's good for a snack but that's not cooking so what I said to Mike I said I will bring my I have a wood cooker on wheels I will pull that down I will prep the meals and we went over the menu and I showed him what I what I had in mind and I said I need two boys every meal to cook and two boys after the meal to clean up and to give you an example and it's again it's all over wood so if we're cooking breakfast and we have to be done cleaned up and ready for formation at at 7 7 15 we got to have the fire burning by five and and we got to have you know it takes a good half an hour 40 minutes for the coals to get right to cook So we're up bright and early.
3: I remember before the sun going down, I hear snoring in somebody's tent. I'm like, oh no, Rick's already asleep.
4: Yeah, because I'm (laughs) prepared for the next day. He's going to be up banging
3: (laughs) pots and pans early.
4: (laughs) Well, I learned one thing when I was a a leader. It's always hard to get people up in the morning, especially the kids. So I would go in and tell them to get up two or three times and it was like, you know, ha ha, you know. So I said, okay, if you don't get up, I'm going to dump some ice water on you. Well... Everybody thought that was funny until I dumped it on the first person. And it's amazing how word travels. <laughs> After that, all I'd have to do is put a little ice in a plastic cup and shake it, and you would be surprised how quickly people get up in the morning. <laughs> well, and, you're, you're... and Josh, I think you were one of my main... Uh... Uh-huh. I, I could, I could
3: remember. You could vaguely ice, remember
4: that, yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, I...
3: Thomas's mom used to put.
1: Why you got to bring my mom <laughs> into this? <What> <laughs> <mom's> <laughs> this ever is do the you? best. She's what's so she smart. Ever do to you? <laughs> she put a, a bowl of um, marbles. Hold on, hold on. We gotta lay the groundwork first. <laughs> we gotta <laughs> go back. We all right. Right, all all right. You know, right <laughs> into the main That's point. That's good. good story. The and I'm gonna incriminate myself on this because I was a terror growing up. I wouldn't get up. I wouldn't do what I was told. Nothing. So mom used to throw ice in the bed this to get me genius. up in the morning oh, and so you just roll over a little bit yeah you kind of push the ice away right well, if go you back to and, but she would yeah. it would she would have to wash the sheets everything would be wet it'd be a mess yep <laughs> well mom got the bright idea i'm gonna freeze marbles Oh, oh, oh. No matter where you roll in a bed, a marble's gonna follow you, and it ain't gonna melt. <laughs> that, it ain't gonna that's pretty get good. water yeah, everywhere. The more you
3: squirm, the worse it gets. Oh, <laughs> man, throw a full of marbles,
4: frozen marbles.
3: Aggravating <laughs> on that's woman. That's is smart,
4: isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I <love> it. <laughs> I, have to, I have to file that one away. Yeah. So anyway, breakfast we'd have uh, some kind of meat, usually sausages. Uh, those little breakfast sausages are fine. You can, one guy can fry them in a pan. Uh, we'd have scrambled eggs, and you've got one person that's, the, the fun is watching them crack the eggs without getting a lot of shells, the shells of in the them. eggs. Yeah. And of course, they're gonna eat At it. At 4.30 in the morning with yeah. the light. No, yeah, you <laughs> know, and you've got a flashlight, and one yeah, is holding that. the flashlight, yeah. and the other's cracking eggs. And so, and then we'd usually have pancakes. So that would be kind of a typical breakfast. Uh,
2: Toast.
4: Yeah, we did toast, but it never worked out quite as good as we would like. Because over the fire, it's very easy to burn toast. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you hear a lot, this doesn't look like the toast my mother makes. (laughs) 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 Well, this is what you got to eat if you want it. Eat it. Now, I have one thing that I'm going to throw out here that, we'd make the the eggs the sausage we'd have pancakes so we'd have syrup but somebody <laughs> <laughs> I mean I'm dishing out the eggs and I see one of our commanders frantically going through everything he can <laughs> even going to other campsites trying to find ketchup ketchup oh now my lord if I that isn't that a Yankee thing I I ran <laughs> yeah, watch it now Listen, sitting hey, at the table uh, with her, yeah What? K- Yes. Ketchup on what? his eggs, yeah.
1: I
3: Ketchup's know. the perfect seasoning for eggs. I'm gonna He's move just over. Some. It it's was, all mixed it together. To
4: it, it was really embarrassing. You know, <laughs> I mean, but I, I can handle I you being like, a Seminole fan, <laughs> but ketchup on your I eggs. Believe. I like ketchup. Oh, that's funny. So oh. anyway, lunch would be uh, Friday night when we'd get there. I'd usually do chicken, and I'd put that on the grill and cook it, and it. I could cook it slow, and I'd have a couple boys that would you know flip it back and forth. But Friday is setting up so it was kind of a quick, easy meal. Mm. And then whatever chicken we had left, whatever thing we had left over from the night before, we would add to our lunch menu. And then lunch we'd usually have like cold cuts or something like that Mm. or or whatever. Sometimes leftover barbecue if we had. uh, Yeah, leftover barbecue. From the
2: uh, fall festival or homecoming or whatever.
4: Lunch is kind of a, a, a hurried meal because you got activities in the morning and then you have free time in the afternoon and all the kids want to get out there and go on the rides and, and go spend to the all trader. Their money at the trader row yeah the trader row and all that stuff so you need to do a kind of quick easy meal and plus you don't want to have the two guys that are staying back spend a lot of time cleaning up it's just not fair mm-hmm. nighttime we would do anything from spaghetti uh, and meat sauce I remember, <laughs> I remember steak we do well steak we did the night when before the commanders the boys got there. went down early and we set up and we did cook steak <laughs> well, But the for for 28 29 people that gets a little pricey i think there was one item you told was
2: on the menu was it the barbecued noodles yeah barbecued noodles and you turned your nose i up turned on my it? nose
4: at it i was like what
1: yeah
2: put some ketchup on it it'd be yeah. good well
4: we have we usually have before the the powwow we usually have a church event, which is, what was it? Homecoming or, we have homecoming or, or fall festival. And or one of the things we do is we have some really big cookers out there and we do a whole bunch of Boston butts and make uh, barbecued pork from yeah. that. So there's usually a couple of five pound bags that are in the freezer that we take down and I incorporate that into the meals, whether it's Sloppy Joe's or oh, yeah. or I came up with-
3: And you always had noodles. dessert. Always noodles, had barbecue dessert pork
4: too. and noodles, you know? Um, but it's a what I found is this when you're camping out, it's hot, you're running around, the kids are all doing anything, you're sleeping on a mattress, you don't get enough sleep, you're always hungry and thirsty. Be surprised what you'll eat in the evening when you're really hungry yes. and enjoy it. Yes, yes. <laughs>
2: and then um when
3: well, you and, I just got dump cake yeah was, that right. was the, the first dessert, time I was introduced the the dessert
2: on
4: Saturday night was yeah dump cake you would make up. Right. and what it what it is it's very simple and I learned this please don't hold it against me I'm a great copycat but I learned that at the Girl Scout thing and <laughs> in, in Wildwood uh, when my first wife was a teacher's aide one of the uh, one of our church members was staying on the as a caretaker was staying on the Girl Scout property, and they had a jamboree or something. Other we got invited to it, and uh, we went there, and they had dump cake, and it was really good. It's it's kind of like a cobbler, but there's nothing. To, it's very easy to make. So, I started doing that on on Sunday, on Saturday night was we'd make a dump cake, and of course, the boys don't know what it is. <laughs> So I tell them about we have this big dump truck that comes in and dumps all this stuff. <laughs> you know, you make this big spiel about it, and and you want to get volunteers or who wants to help dump it. You know, and and all it is is yeah. you take a. a Take a
2: lot of butter, a lot of salt, a lot a of sugar, whole, this, and some the whole stick of butter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's great when you're but, when you're um, when you're dehydrated from yeah, it, all day, yeah. and then you, that dump cake just really. Tops and that it sugar, all. that yeah. sugar, yeah. really yeah. helps it's you vegetarian. sleep at night too. A, yeah, I've
0: had
3: dump cake on the oven and everything, but in a Dutch oven in a yeah. fire. Yep. man, man, yeah. it'll it burn on one side. Just oh, a little so crispy, good. it is. It's
4: perfect, and it, it's it's similar to a cobbler, but you basically just put it in the Dutch oven, stick it in the hot coals, it stays in there for. I think I do about thirty-six minutes, depending on how hot it is, and pull it out, and, and everybody loves it. Oh mm-hmm. yeah,
1: you know now, that, that dump cake has has made a big hit at Brother Gators Thursday night men's class. Okay, I but, mean yeah. Yeah. every time we bring it, them boys uh-huh. get excited. Yeah, <laughs> that's good.
4: You know, it, it's things like that 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 are easy, but really stand out. And, and oh yeah, I'll have ones ask me. If, Two powers. you are gonna make that dump cake again, Rick. You know, Commander Rick, you gonna have that. <laughs> yeah. a neat
2: aspect about that is is in talking about your wood fire cooker on wheels. Right. It's 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 got its own like I'd say temperaments, but it's got its own neat things about it. Yeah. The door slam. It's metal on metal at four
4: o'clock <laughs> in the morning. Rick slams <laughs> a, a, it really bam, good. Dude. That thing well, reverberates you, throughout the. You campsite. have to get up about two or three times during the night, and just put. A log on because you want to have some fire in there some coals yeah, some coals so that at five o'clock in the morning you have something to work with you don't yeah. want to start from scratch so i usually get up about twice <laughs> at night and stoke it and it's got this big flap on the back of it that you got to open yeah. and let's face it noise reverberates in the woods at night when everybody's <laughs> intense and, and, and he, just he does. doesn't
1: have to slam it it's just funner that that's, way. Yeah. well,
4: <laughs> you know, I always feel this way if I have to be up, why shouldn't you? <laughs> 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 the boy in the case, yeah, a, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. But you know. it's
3: funny that our boys ate like kings and you look it's around okay. in the in yes. the other campsites and it's like you said hot dogs. Yeah. Well,
4: when you have commanders come over <laughs> oh, yeah, and with and a plate, with a plate, you know, <laughs> yes. you know you're making some points. But yeah, it's and I see because you walk around the campsite? And you see commanders with gas grills. Oh my God! I mean, never you know. imagine. But, a it's a travesty. It's a travesty. You know, <laughs> <laughs> know? at least they could use charcoal, but, but no, it, they got to use really really a gas grill. Really you know, stay at home. You know, home. <laughs> <we, laughs>
0: you know? um, right.
4: Drop the mic. And so, and
0: so, Can I just say, <laughs> since um, I've been down there since uh, he uh, Commander Rick retired from powwow and the uh the quality of the food has has oh, decreased dramatically without it's,
2: him i don't think we've done
0: powwow we did no yeah. nick, missed nick, did. nick was there yeah. uh, nick,
2: your cooker was there i <laughs> went
0: i went down yeah. with eli on the ranger ranger kids day yeah. on saturday yeah. Yeah. and yeah. it was I, I was disappointed. Yeah. I just gotta say, because uh, I had I had eaten some of your food in the past.
2: Yeah. Well, there's not only the 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 inter- intricacies of your grill because you've got you've got the lanterns set up, you've got the heat, you've got I the, a
0: light at the light bulb one The light uh, bulb, yeah, he's and has got, got, got the battery. Yeah. water heater. Uh, I,
2: yeah. I was getting that. Oh, okay, he's got this that he brings, and and still, still that he brings and it's the moonshine still. He uses for hot water. <laughs> yeah, he uses it for hot water. That all the it's <laughs> interesting alleged moonshine, you know.
1: The
0: audience can't see
2: your air quotes. Yes. As, as I was reminded one time on a mission trip when we got back into the U.S. and a number of people were taken from, uh, taken out and interrogated by the U.S. government, um, you know, Christians do have past. And, and you can tell the, the Christians at Pow Wow that have certain pasts
4: because they gravitate to Mr. Rick Still. <laughs> I like to, during the day when there's a lot of activities, I'll sit in the campsite and just keep an eye on things. And plus, uh, my outdoor grill that we have on the ground, uh, we just put a lid on it, but we keep that going because that feeds the hot water heater. So it is an active fire, so I always try to stay in the campsite to keep. But I'll see commanders walk by, and they'll look, and they'll look as they walk by, and then they'll stop. And then sometimes they'll leave and then they'll come back five minutes later with another guy. <laughs> and they'll stand because each each campsite is marked off with ribbon. So we, we have our own little yeah. section. But they'll come to the front, you know, and I'll say, come on in, Commander. You want to look at it? Yeah, can you show me what it is? <laughs> All it is is it's a stainless steel drum. Uh, it's about 30 gallons. And I cut it in half put legs on it, it lays down and I put a fire in it in the side of that I run a copper coil and the copper coil goes into the fire makes a loop and then goes back to another stainless steel drum that's maybe 40 gallons and it's standing up on a stand and the one copper coil goes towards the bottom of it and the second copper coil is higher and what happens is, the water's in the copper coil. It heats up. When it heats up, it rises. And as it rises, it sucks water from the bottom. And as cold it's, ro- it, it's yeah. the cold water, and as and as it rises, it goes back into the tank. And you start that circulation. And you can put your hand in there. and yeah, You can get burnt. Hot. It gets that's hot. That's the
0: coolest thing I've ever yeah. seen. That. Yeah. <laughs> I, I
1: never could find it, where the hooch came
0: it's out there. It's though. the same
4: type principle as a still; It just modified just to heat water. <laughs> but you still don't want that first jar of it, right? No, that no. You always, you always, always drip that, that off. First yeah. jar, Matter of fact, some people wait in line for it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: and so, yeah, I, I remember one story. I don't even know if I should tell this story. Me and another oh, individual. I want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> it. Me and another individual. <laughs> <laughs> Rick was cooking an awesome dinner, and uh, before the camp out I re- we learned that you could make your homemade fart powder and add it to food, and it would... <laughs> I <laughs> we remember just th- that. We thought it'd be so funny if we added it to Rick's Beans.
0: No, no. Why no. would you add
3: it to beans? You, you added it like to my food and fart my drink. We tested out. it out on Mike first to make sure it's safe, because... <laughs> <laughs> and I remember everybody was praying, and my friend lifted up Rick's beans, and he dumped it in there, and then he closed it, and it started bubbling out of, the, out of it, and we're trying to put pat it down while everyone's praying, and all the kids came by and scooped up, you know, beans on their plate, like, these beans taste funny, and I remember Rick saying, what's wrong? There Rick's like, what's wrong with my beans? That's an old family recipe. <laughs>
2: josh and some guy unquote r with an r in his name yeah yeah, put yeah. In you know,
3: he told me too he said josh should we do this because if i had if i had kids here i'd be mad if i found out somebody did this <laughs> and that was before i had kids and i'm like man if somebody did that to my kids i'd be mad yeah. <laughs> how you feel about it now i wouldn't ne- i mean i'd be mad if somebody did <laughs> that.
4: When, when josh had his son i said josh Put your big boy pants on now because now you're a dad. You're going to have to t- mm. take away, throw away all those childish yeah. things. He <laughs> didn't gotta... have
1: any big boy pants. <laughs> I <laughs> tried giving him a few <laughs> but he won't it. take them.
3: Hey, this one's next right here.
4: <laughs> hey, that's right. You're getting close. <laughs> a couple more yeah. months, yeah. You should give him lessons. Have a yeah. couple yeah. seminars. You can right? have
1: some hey, of my pants, Thomas. Idea. Yeah, I, 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 Not from him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what you got, Mike? You want to give me some lessons? <laughs> yeah. And, and so, um, yeah.
2: And so, and so, and i think what you find is when the kids are assigned the duty of cooking they really take to it they do and they do and they, they, and they learn and they get gratification for serving that meal because then they
4: get to be right the servers of the meal as well yeah and, and and whenever you if you're a cook you're at the end of the line everybody else eats you eat last
1: well, that's because you've been taste testing for 20 yeah, minutes. Yeah, well, you know. well but that's, that's part, you know, and I'm full, I can't eat anymore.
4: But I've had ones at 6.15 in the morning stirring eggs, trying to get them to scramble, saying, boy, I never realized my mom did this, or I appreciate what she did. It gives them a different uh, outlook on things, and they start to appreciate some of the things that that we take for granted. You know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i've I get a lot of satisfaction out of seeing through the years the boy that came that didn't want to spend the night and he was almost crying and uh or he was belligerent and he didn't want to do this and didn't want to do that, and through a period of years, you see him starting to grow and mature and his attitude changing and now instead of being the one that's disrupted everything he's one of the ones that are helping he's the one that pitches in he's the one that's showing someone else what to do and that's to me what really makes it special is you see the product you see the end result you see the kids growing
2: and people don't know this but you know kids on a weekend trip, you ask them, you right. know, what they ate, what they did. They really just remember their last meal they had. Mm-hmm. And so Mr. Rick would always on the way home, like, hey, let's stop at McDonald's. You know, I'll pit, I'll get the boys a little treat on the way home. And so we'd always stop at McDonald's. And, and, so you're saying when a, the
0: kids get home, all they tell their parents we <laughs> ate
2: McDonald's? Yeah, well, yeah. If they, if they <laughs> yeah. did, well, yeah.
4: you know. So. Well, and see, that has a history to it. <laughs> when I was going as a leader... And Brother Felix went down with us, and to be honest with you, at that time in in my life, money was tight, mm-hmm. and I had to take a day off, not working to come down and 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 go to the powwow so financially there was a certain impact. but Brother Felix would always have us stop at some place and would buy us a snack or a lunch or dessert or something and and I try to and I feel that I'm trying to step into that and take that place, yeah, we do. you know. Yeah. So I give. I, I, I just give remember him the credit.
3: Yes. I, I just remember all the kids getting an ice cream and Enrique coming on coming on the bus with a quarter pounder. Yeah, <laughs> where you, I know. Where did you, yeah. How did
4: you get that? You always have one, <laughs> and you got and you got 28 kids, yeah. and they want to give you 28 different other yeah. orders. You go crazy. We yes. go in there and get yes. everybody oh, gets the same thing. You know, yeah. it makes it makes life much easier. Mm-hmm. And yet, there's always one that was. Oh, I can't eat that. You know. <laughs> well, Mr. Rick, you saved me a lot of times
2: on powwow, and I didn't well, have to worry about that aspect. I just had to worry about yeah. my helpers. Um,
4: <laughs> right.
3: <you know>. Well, <laughs> we, we, we've matured up. Would right? we call that
4: a helper, or, or would we call it a distraction? Yeah, right. <laughs> what yes. what I try to accomplish from being a leader in the powwows, you have so many different areas you have to concentrate making the kids are making sure they're safe making sure they're everything's prepared the meals are a whole area that if I can go down and take care of it that's that's one less thing that you have to really worry about and that's that's what I try to do is take take that away take that off your plate so you're not concerned with it and and i I do try to you know go over the menu with you yes. so we I don't. I don't just throw things in. I think I've only know. missed butter or ranch or something. Yeah, here and yeah. there. But. You know, once in a while, <laughs> yes. like ketchup, I purposely <laughs> left that at home. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Did either of you guys were you there under Rick early, <coughs> with uh, Felix or were you? Guys- I,
3: yeah, I was. I don't remember a whole lot back then. I I just remember with Felix if he caught you. Like he would start talking to you, and your oh. friends would run off and play. Yeah, and,
4: uh, and he would talk a long. And he time. would
3: hold you there for a while, and he would just keep. And he was interesting, but I'm like, oh, I gotta go, but I don't want to leave.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I do That's remember funny. that. Because I know early on they used to powwow would provide food, and they still do,
4: but I think we right. generally kind of use their yeah, menu. Cold, yeah. Hot, hot. When, yeah, and I was there through that whole process. The first, the first powwow I went to was in a cow pasture not a tree or a bush in sight, and you're talking a thousand of us out in the hot sun for three days. Yes. It wasn't, I mean, it was wonderful, but it wasn't, you know? (laughs) So they bought the property, but it took us a couple years to get on the property. (coughs) Then the second year after we had the property, I think it was Ed White was the one at the time, I believe, I'm not positive, that was kind of running it and we were still having the the powwow off property and a bunch of us leaders got together and said, you know, we wanna to go to the property, you know. And yeah, everything isn't perfect, but you know, we would really like to use it. So we started using it and what what they did in the beginning, and I think it was as much financial, was they had to pay for these I think it's ninety three acres, so you know, I'm sure it was a pretty good price tag, but they had to make payments, so one of the things they did to help that was they provided the meals. Mm. But from an outpost point of view, and we were, uh, let's just say we weren't the richest outpost out there, Mm -hmm. it was a stretch because (coughs) we were paying quite a bit for the food package that went along with everything else, and Because there were so many of us down there, you had to eat and schedule. And the boys would wait, you know, a half an hour, 40 minutes in line. Then you'd have to carry your food back to the campsite. And you'd have to eat it quick and then get ready to do the next thing. So a bunch of us presented to them that we would like to be able to cook our own meals. Because to me, that's part of, that's a big part Mm -hmm. of camping out. Is being able to cook, going down there and have them give you uh, prepackaged food and stuff—it just, yeah. you know, it wasn't the whole yeah. thing that outdoor, I wanted to see. Out so there was a number experience. of us that that actually petitioned for it, and and first they gave us the option when when the outpost signed up, you could do it with food or without, and we could feed much better for much cheaper than what what we were having to pay. Yes.
0: How many boys did they have at that time?
4: uh I'm guessing <clears throat> we were probably close to a thousand when I first started going. you
0: cooking for a thousand boys? Yeah
4: well, they had they had the uh, the frontiersman in the initiation that they did. Yeah. whoever was being initiated that season automatically helped with the preparation, and everything and they had uh, a certain amount of catering and brought stuff in. And then they had to heat it up or cook it or whatever it was. Those so,
2: frontiersmen guys haven't bathed in a while. They're in oh, animal skins. In yeah, I mean they were. Yeah, they were
4: wild. That's, you
2: yeah.
3: know. Yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> when we got to powwow, I remember we would we tried to invent a scary story to tell the kids. Remember? I remember. And I needed some credibility because they didn't believe me. I don't know why. But I told Rick, I said, hey, if the kids ask you about Junkyard Joe, Junkyard just make Joe. something I remember up. That. Yeah. And Rick, man, he made that story really mm. stick. You want to talk about <laughs> Junkyard Joe? Or...
2: <laughs> I remember on a, it wasn't a flip phone I had, but I took a picture of the chain of on the <laughs> camp on the trail. You know, the chain, the breakaway chains. Yeah. Right. I took a picture of the section of the chain on my little phone that was just one model above the flip. <laughs> and showed him the picture of that chain see there's a chain well, the story had.
3: was that we the the son was god bought it from an old junkyard right and yep. so the story went that there was some character living in that junkyard and Rolling still around yeah yeah the kids didn't believe me but
2: when, uh, they
4: still talk about
3: commander it. rick mentioned it they're like oh it is real he is real <laughs> <laughs> well
4: i'll tell you one story that is true uh and I'm just gonna say Jonathan All right, when he was young and he did I think it was one of his first campouts and we had it behind my house in the woods (coughs) and it was before Nick's trailer was there so it was pretty wooded it was a little open hollow so we had the Pioneers who was the youngest group in our our thing that was their first campout we had it there and uh you know, we were setting t- tents up and everything. And I was trying to get the start of a f- open fire. And I had put everything uh, piled up, TP style. And, and Jonathan was coming over. So just before Jonathan got there, I had some paper in there. And I took a match and stuck it up in the paper. And Jonathan came over. And as Jonathan came over, I picked up two sticks and I started rubbing them sticks together as fast as I could, <laughs> and I, I was sticking the sticks right up under the paper, and all of a sudden, it lit up, and Jonathan looked at me. And for years, I mean years, he thought I started that far with those two sticks, and I think he was down at Webster at the feed store, and I finally told him the truth. Yeah. <laughs> so. I remember, uh, when I, yeah,
2: the first year I st- i took on rangers i agreed to have roundup here on the church grounds in mm-hmm. roundup is like the first weekend of november and we Cold. had all these churches here and we had a freeze Free, yep That's i remember that. and it didn't come till man it was it set at about eight o'clock yes. nine o'clock at
4: night boy boom. and just boom did it freeze really? it, yes. yes it yes. froze everywhere no. yes
3: and Enrique again, he he brought a sheet to cover up in. Well,
4: when I was a leader, I always threw at least two or three sleeping bags and some blankets in back of my truck. Because invariably, there would be two or three boys that just came down with nothing. And the pastor's son was one of them. (laughs) Casey would always come down with just about nothing yeah. you know <laughs>
2: we had luckily that night for me we had a boy that used to eat just eat nonstop. you would have to pull food away from him and he got a hold of extra chicken <laughs> and, and he, he sick. ate and ate and he got up in the middle of the night sick and i took him in the gym and he was throwing <laughs> up and i felt we had at the gym they had those uh fast food table the, the bent the, oh, yeah. the table those. with the seat that yeah. you see the fastener yep. plate I fell asleep in there in the heat he fell asleep <laughs> on the toilet it was great <laughs> I so was I made
3: kidding. out <laughs> you're <was> shivering
2: anyways well <laughs> oh, Mr Rick uh, really appreciate you you've, you've well it is it
4: has been a blessing uh, to watch this whole church grow from when I came here there was maybe twenty five families families and to see what it's grown into now and when I was on the well before I got on the board the school system put this property up for sale and we had $87 in our building fund that was it and we put a bid in (laughs) and nobody else bid and we got it and it was like wow what do we do now (laughs) But it has been just a blessing. God has been with us every step of the way, and it, it's just—you know we, what I heard? What you guys did is you had a jar went for
2: youth volleyball night. If anybody <laughs> said a certain word, they had to put a dollar in. Uh, yeah? and, uh, no, there just, was a, just kidding.
4: Just kidding. There was a a bad word jar yeah. somewhere on the line. Yeah. I don't remember what it, where it was, yeah. but I do remember that. Uh,
0: Josh probably has it in his house. I think it was when they <laughs> were practicing
4: baseball. I think oh, that's right. where it, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I thank you very much, and uh, God bless America.
0: All right, y'all, we just want to thank you for listening to our podcast today. The Whatsoever Things podcast is just a group of folks sitting around talking about their faith, and it does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the leadership of Oxford Assembly of God. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can subscribe in whatever your favorite podcast application is. And if you'd like to find out more information about our church, you can visit our website at www.oxfordag.org. That's O-X-F-O-R-D-A-G.org. We'll see you next time.